Welcome to the Talking Tall Rounds series, brought to you by the Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute at Cleveland Clinic. Good morning, everyone. I um, was looking at the curriculum with Katie recently and was surprised to see that we hadn't presented an aortic, acute aortic syndrome topic in nearly two years. Um, but during that time, we've been really busy taking care of these patients. And although we talk about acute and acute aortic syndrome, it's really these hyperacute patients. The patients that present with ischemia that really demonstrate the multidisciplinary team and the way that we really make a big difference. And so we're gonna hear from a, uh, a host of speakers from different disciplines to present that this morning, leading off with Katie O'Sullivan, who's gonna present a really interesting case. Thanks, Katie. A case of hyperacute type A dissection with visceral and peripheral malperfusion, and this case demonstrates the importance of swift decision making and a multidisciplinary team approach. So, this patient was a 64 year old current smoker without any prior medical history. He presented with sudden onset midsternal chest pain, which traveled down to the lower back and his left leg. He also experienced diaphoresis and worrying he was having a heart attack, he called an ambulance. On arrival to ED, his pain was ongoing for one hour. On examination, he was diaphoretic, unable to move his left leg. It was pale, pulseless and numb. He was experiencing diarrhea and he had a lactate of 3.2. So he underwent emergent CT aorta and that CT demonstrated an acute type A dissection with a large entry tear evident here in the distal ascending aorta. The, the arch vessels were coming from the true lumen and were patent. There was aggressive compression of the true lumen uh, of the descending aorta. The celiac trunk and SMA originated from compressed true and false lumens with dissection extending into the ostea. Uh, the right renal was from the false, the left from the true, and finally, there was an occluded left common iliac artery and a proximal left external iliac artery with reconstitution distally. So uh, two teams worked together with a collaborative approach in the hybrid OR. The cardiac team opened uh, centrally and cannulated uh, the aorta under TEE guidance um, and carried out SVC, IVC, venous cannulation. And simultaneously, the vascular team undertook a left femoral arterial exposure uh, with insertion of an eight French reperfusion sheath uh, to enable the dissection repair to continue while the leg was being perfused. So the patient was cooled and after initiation of deep hypothermic circulatory arrest and anti-grade cerebral perfusion, a frozen elephant trunk was carried out. And after this, an ibis of the aorta was carried out from the level of the frozen elephant trunk, uh, demonstrating good true lumen re-expansion throughout the descending aorta, except for that right renal artery, which was still coming off the false lumen. Uh, so the post-operative scan here, um, uh, sorry, before I go to that, sorry, the um, left common iliac and the external iliac arteries still had severe uh, true lumen compression. So a series of stents were deployed by vascular surgery, thus re-establishing flow down the leg um, and the femoral artery was repaired with four compartment uh, fasciotomies performed also. So the post-operative scan shows re-expansion of the true lumen. And when we get down distally, you can see that the stents placed uh, were patent also. 
Uh, the patient regained full function of his leg and he was discharged well on day 13 with a vac dressing placed on the lateral fasciotomy site. Uh, he completed a three-month course of Coumadin for atrial fibrillation and he was doing extremely well at his most recent follow-up. Thank you. I'm one of the cardiac intensivists in our cardiac intensive care unit and I'll be discussing the goals and objectives of initial ICU optimization. Um, as Dr. Roselli had mentioned, the cardiac intensive care unit for these acute cardiac surgery emergencies really becomes a cardio-aortic triage unit um, where our focus is on um, very timely and accurate diagnostic acquisition, including but not limited to vital signs, bedside diagnostics, labs and monitoring, uh, medical optimization and tailoring with treatment, and the activation of a multidisciplinary team which arrives at the bedside. We sought to quantify this um, in, in piggybacking off of what Dr. Costura had mentioned about uh, our kind of auto launch system. We have an acute aortic network, uh, which was quantified back in 2014 uh, at the time of 84 hospitals and ERs uh, with a median distance traveled of 40 miles, either by helicopter, fixed wing or ground ambulance. We sought at that time to measure time to travel uh, similar to STEMI region, uh, regional networks of care. Uh, and extrapolating it to the aort acute aortic uh, syndrome. Along the way, we sought to leverage information technology systems and be able to rapidly contact multiple stakeholders and transfer images. And right now, the cloud system, uh, which you'll hear a little bit more from, from Dr. Schoenhagen, uh, encompasses greater than 160 centers uh, with the ability to rapidly transfer uh, diagnostic images. This is an example of such a, a cloud-based platform to rapidly contact uh, for an auto-launched patient. Uh, Dr. Schoenhagen specifically mentioning to us um, a type aortic dissection, not only imaging findings um, to this group, but also um, pertinent details such as uh, estimated time of arrival. Just a brief overview of acute uh, aortic dissection terminology. Um, we're really focusing uh, in this talk on the hyperacute type A aortic dissections or the type one or type two debating classifications. And the importance of uh, hyperacute care cannot be more emphasized than uh, this figure from the IRAD registry, really emphasizing the uh, improvement in mortality with prompt surgical management of these acute uh, type aortic dissections within the first 24 hours, as evidenced by the blue curve uh, on top. The goals of hyperacute dissection care really then are timely diagnostics, assessment of risk factors for malperfusion, timely stabilization, and timely decision making. Um, this table is from a recent review in Jack uh, from the tail end of 2021, um, identifying several higher risk features such as pericardial fusion, cardiac tamponade, uh, significant valvular insufficiency, uh, or end organ ischemia or malperfusion, as was mentioned in the case at the beginning. So when a patient gets auto-launched to the uh, cardiac intensive care unit, critical care transport hands off to either the fellow resident, um, acute care nurse practitioner, or staff, um, really focusing on onset of symptoms, location of symptoms, as well as location on imaging of the tear uh, origination, as well as whatever initial management has been done to date. Then at the bedside, our nursing uh, team really uh, implements protocolized care with bedside vital signs, um, blood pressures in all four limbs, rapid EKG, lab work, durable IV access, uh, and our providers start to work on arterial line placement if it does not already exist. 
The cardiology fellow's role is to obtain a quick point of care echocardiogram, really looking at biventricular systolic function, valvular insufficiency, uh, specifically focusing on aortic insufficiency, um, the pre presence or absence of pericardial effusion, uh, and if necessary, repeating CT imaging with dissection protocol if there are any limitations in outside images. Here's an example of a case from last year. Uh, this uh, echo was obtained by one of our first-year fellows, really looking at uh, normal biventricular systolic function here um, and not shown, but uh, in subsequent images, focusing on uh, color Doppler to assess whether or not there's mitral insufficiency or, or aortic insufficiency. Of note, as you can already see, there's a dilated aortic root and a dissection flap in keeping with the presentation of a hyperacute type aortic dissection. In terms of medical management, the priority is impulse control, um, which is uh, a combination of both heart rate and blood pressure control to slow the propagation of dissection. Specifically, we're seeking to reduce the ratio of pressure change within the left ventricle, um, what's called the DP over DT. It decreases the LV contractility uh, and shear stress on the aortic wall to slow the propagation of dissection. So the mainstay of treatment is IV beta blockers, uh, targeting a heart rate less than 60 beats per minute, followed by IV vasodilator therapy for systolic blood pressure between 100 and 120 millimeters of mercury. And as mentioned in previous uh, uh, presentations, uh, analgesia for pain control. These uh, recommendations were recently endorsed uh, in the AATS 2021 uh, extra consensus document on initial medical therapy. So in walking a patient through the process from uh, arrival to a spoke center where a diagnosis is made and the auto launch begins, followed by transfer of IT images to the cloud-based activation of an acute aortic syndrome network. The patient again gets transferred to the CICU where stakeholders are notified, immediate stabilization and diagnostics occur as mentioned, and the patient gets transferred to definitive therapy. So in conclusion, the CICU is the initial cardioaortic triage unit for these acute cardiac surgery emergencies where the following diagnostics, uh, medical optimization, and activation of the team can occur. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Like what you heard? Visit Tall Rounds online at clevelandclinic.org slash tallrounds and subscribe for free access to more education on the go.